getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me is Scott Kennedy, Mr. Producer Extraordinaire. Some call him the deacon, but he's a veritable football priest, if you ask me. Scott, what's good, dude? How are you? Oh, just another day in paradise, man. Uh, you're talking, you know, Facebook needs this. I need this. <laughs> I, I need, like, I, I kind of get moped through the day, and then we come on, and I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm in a better mood. It's like a shot of cappuccino or something coming on talking football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, not much news to really go through guys, but they're just because there's not actual breaking news happening over the last couple of days does not mean there isn't plenty to cover because the Denver Broncos, they got a, they got a lot on their plate. They're about to turn the ship around. And if they're gonna Scott fully turn the ship around, they're going to need their men happy. They're going to need their contracts good good value they're going to try they need to get rid of some of the maybe not so good value contracts if and where they can many of them of course Scott are locked in for the year there's not much the Broncos can do about the ones that aren't the greatest value but many of them I want to go through this because Bob Bob uh, Morris published a great article on this a lot of the not so good contracts the veteran contracts the Broncos have right now surprise surprise they were they were signed they were executed by John Elway well, there's not a lot of bad ones on there. You know, I mean, it, it's going to happen. You're going to have some contracts that are bad, no matter how good you are. There's going to be some bad contracts in there. But again, uh, it was coming about this time last year, maybe just a little bit later, August before camp, there was an article that came out from ESPN ranking the front offices and they gave the Broncos a D. I'm like, you've got a top 10 roster and you've got a ton of cap space. What's the problem? You know, basically they were hammering them for not addressing the quarterback situation, you know, right away. Well, it's not always that easy. Maybe take an extra year. So I, I think the front office has done a fantastic job. And when we go through the best contracts and stuff, when we, we get to the worst, it's not going to be all that bad. It's not, it's just not, there's not a lot of terrible contracts on here. We're going to get to it all guys real quick. I want to catch up on some hellos and, and some shout outs, especially from this super chat superstar. Sam Bam, what's good, bro? It's very nice to see you. I've missed you. It's been a couple weeks since I've had the pleasure of chatting with you, Sam Bam. 
Really appreciate that generosity, my friend. He says, good evening, Chad, Scott, and everyone else in Broncos country. Hope you had a happy 4th, ready to get through July and get into football season. Go Broncos. Yeah, and it'll be here before you know it. I mean, we're already one week into July, so it'll be here in a gif. And then it's the it's the roller coaster, Scott. And finally, you know, Broncos fans, we always look forward to football season. Like that's it's Christmas for four months or whatever, however you want to categorize it. But this time, the anticipation is it a fever pitch just because it's been so dark, the depredations have been so deep. And now the sunshine, it is a blaring, and people are just trying to soak that up as much vitamin D as they can get. Yeah, it was it wasn't just bad football, it was boring football. That's a that's a couple of bees that are just death for a not death, you know what I mean though. But it's, mm-hmm. it's it makes you want to go find something else to do on your Sunday afternoons, that's for sure. Um, you know, luckily we've got a great group here at Broncos Country and the MHH fam, like Michaela Parker coming in the duchess she says slated to make around just 24 million in 2022 as a franchise quarterback russell wilson is easily the greatest value for the denver broncos i love mhh and family uh and we love you too uh thank you so much and again you're able to bring him in and still have money to go over free agents now you are going to he's going to get a big contract but what's crazy is because you'll have the cash to to stretch it out with a, with a signing bonus, he could actually lower his cap hit on a $50 million annual contract. So, uh, you know, good shout on that one. Number two from best, I would imagine, because I thought it said from worst to first. Uh, originally, it was what it said. So, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not the greatest uh, vernacular there, but Russell Wilson's is ranked two. According to Bob Morris's metrics, I'll just read. I'll just quote a couple things here. And Michaela, love you so much. Seriously, thank you so much. Can't wait to hang with you in just a couple of months' time. Uh, He says uh, it feels so. Why is Russ number two? I'll tell you who number one is. But Bob, who is kind of our resident cap uh, expert, he says it feels like cheating to put Wilson on this list. After all, the Broncos traded for Wilson and are only responsible for two years of base salary, which totals $41 million. Still, anytime you get a proven starting queue for $20.5 million per season, you have a terrific deal. Of course, Broncos won't get him at that salary forever. If he delivers as expected, he'll be in line for a lot more money. Because the Broncos acquired Wilson in a trade, I didn't rank it at the top of the list. However, we should recognize the value he represents at the salary the Broncos are paying and enjoy it while it lasts. So there is a caveat there, Scott. Shouldn't matter. You know, I mean, value is value. The fact that you're able to get him and bring him in on a good contract is part of getting the deal. That's one of the reasons why it costs you what it did. It was, he was, he didn't come for nothing. You didn't get him for, you know, a a six round pick and and $4 million. Like you got your starting quarterback last year or, uh, a fifth round pick and the other teams picking up 65% of the money like Carolina Panthers did this year. Carolina Panthers have been in a lot of weird ones, haven't they? So that's part of the deal. The fact that you've got him for two years, if you want, if you can play with him on two years on that deal, that's, that is the best value. That's yeah. the best. That, that's one of the best value contracts in the NFL. Forget the Denver Broncos. So again, uh, no offense to Bob, but I, I I would have that differently. Just saying, it it shouldn't matter 
how he's on your team. The fact is, is you've got him. You've got him for two years if you wanted to play it out like that. And you've got him for $20 million. That's that's a bargain. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, real quick, number one, Cortland Sutton, according to Bob. We'll go through some of the bad ones here. But Bob says, quote, Sutton has proved he can be a top wide receiver as evidenced by his 2019 season where he caught 72 balls for 100 or 1,000 and 112 yards, six tutties. That was his Pro Bowl year. Though Sutton wasn't as good last year, George Payton thought enough of him to give him a four-year, $60 million extension with just shy of $35 million fully guaranteed. That deal looks great, particularly when compared to the deals other receivers got this offseason. And then last thing, Sutton's deal even came below Kenny Galladay's four-year, $72 million deal uh, with $40 million guaranteed from the Giants last offseason. Wilson's arrival to the Broncos gives fans a lot of optimism that Sutton can produce at a high level. If that happens, his deal will be a clear bargain for the Broncos. So I think, yeah, I mean, if you remove Russell Wilson from the equation, no doubt about it, mm -hmm. Scott, it would be Cortland Sutton, but Wilson is a part of the equation. Even if it wasn't George Payton that signed him to that deal, it was George Payton who, you know, moved mountains to get him here. Well, and the 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 question with with Sutton and and all of these guys isn't necessarily the total value. I'm not really worried. You know, he, he mentioned all the things guaranteed, all that type of stuff. But Cortland Sutton, why does he become one of the best bargains? You know what his cap hit for this year? It's about a third of what I thought it was, Chad. Yeah, I thought it was going to be in the neighborhood of twelve. It's four. He's mm. got a four point one million dollar cap hit. I know he got an extension, obviously, and I know he restructured it already. You know, before it even kicks in, he restructured it. But he's got a $4.1 million cap hit, for God's sakes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Talk to me. Now he might be number one. Yeah. <laughs> That's cheaper no doubt. than a top 10 draft pick. It you is. Know, that you're, you're coming in on a, in a second year. So that is uh, phenomenal value. And um, real quick, as our Facebook friends are rolling in, we got about What's six up? likes and stuff. How he freaking day is coming in saying sup fellas how much up tempo is in no huddle offense do you think the broncos will run this year i don't know i don't know how much uh how much that uh they ran with with green bay i uh i didn't follow them that closely to know but they certainly have the weapons they've got multiple wide receivers those guys get tired when you're running no huddle too uh, and you've got a, a smart cerebral quarterback who knows everybody else's job you've got all the tools to do it if you want to and you got a you got a a gunslinging head coach. So yep. all of the aspects that you need are there. Uh, appreciate the stars, Howie. Yeah, it's great to freaking see you, my dog. Really appreciate you. Uh, all I can tell you is it's going to feel like it's a pretty up-tempo in terms of just intensity, pace. Are they going to be going, running the, the Peyton Manning, no huddle all the time? Probably not. But, but I was just earlier today, in fact, Scott, I was like, yeah, I need to come up with something to write. Like I'm in the mood. We need to get some content out there. So I went back and I read some of the remarks and quotes from OTAs and minicamp. And one of the things that caught my attention was something that Tim Patrick talked about, uh, which was one of the, in my opinion, most meaningful kind of previews of what this offense is going to be that we got from a Bronco uh, during the, the off season. And I won't do the share. Well, I guess I am doing the share screen. You guys. Oh, no, here it is. Yeah, you guys can see this. Uh, here's what he said. And this really gets me excited. This doesn't have anything, Howie, to do with tempo. Uh, but since you br brought up Hackett, you brought up offense. Patrick said back on June 1st, quote, outside run. So in other words, the, the wide zone, right? And throwing it deep. 
everything plays off each other. There's no tells in our plays. We have, I guess you could say, five routes that all look the same. And so you can never just key in on one route. The defense has to play us honestly, especially the corners, close quote. And then Scott, he went on to say that this offense is simply something different that we haven't done yet. Then you have to think we have Russ and we have Hackett. They put in both of their systems together, Scott. So it very much is, now this is me, close quote on that. This It very much is similar to the Peyton Manning 2012 season where Mike McCoy said, Peyton, let's just meld, let's mind meld. We'll take all the things you loved from the Tom Moore, Peyton Manning offense in Indy, and we'll just figure out how to kind of lay that over the bones of my scheme and create something new. And reading between the lines here from Tim Patrick, it sounds like that's what the Broncos are doing this year with Russ and Hackett. Well, you'd be remiss not to talk to your quarterback who's thrown for a zillion yards, made umpteen pro balls, and say, hey, what do you like doing best? But the idea that they're implementing Russ's system just sounds silly to me. Russell doesn't have a system. He's got... He's, he's, he may ad lib some stuff or check out and do, but he, he's not an offensive coordinator. So you're, you say, you know, what are you most comfortable with? You know, we following the Matt Ryan going to the Indianapolis Colts, Frank Reich's doing the same thing. You know, what are some of the things that you did in, in Atlanta that you were really comfortable with that you had a lot of success with? And let's see if we can make that work. That's not Matt Ryan's system. You know, this isn't a Russell Wilson's system. He's not an offensive coordinator. So I, that that for some reason that quote just kind of triggers me a little bit. <laughs> I feel you. Shout out though, real quick, Albert's great to see you. Everybody in the chat right now, Ernie, it's good to see Big Earn. Dell Fleming got in it, got in early. Chase got in early. Uh, of course, Diamond Rattler, Kevin. Good to see each and every one of you. And then we have Jason Walton throwing down a super chat. Very generous of you, my friend. We do appreciate that. Helping us keep the lights on and helping us to track down a graphics card for chad jensen for yours truly so that i'm not doing this laggy thing that you guys are noticing um jason thank you bro and scott i'm not super familiar with jason as a super chat superstar maybe he has in the past but regardless jason this we are stoked to hear this he says looking forward to flying out to denver september 18th from columbus ohio hashtag not a geographic location. That's right, baby. That's right. Hashtag state of being, my brother. Jason you Walton know, is not a first-time contributor, but it's been a while. It's been a while, at least. So I can go back. I track, you know, basically the last seven or eight months, and uh, I just went and found his name. So Jason has been here before, but it's been a while. And I've probably mentioned it before, but I lived in Columbus, Ohio, for two years in a suburb called Gahanna, Gahanna, Ohio. So mm. um, I don't remember a whole lot of it. I was three. Three years old. So from three to five, I lived in Gehenna, Ohio, before moving down to uh, Metro Atlanta with all the other Midwesterners fleeing the the Rust Belt and coming down mm -hmm. south, uh, which seems to be happening again right now. So, um, well, welcome back, Jason. It's good to have you here. You know who's Real always here? Chad Beach is always here. So Chad says, "Evening, fellas in Broncos country. I'm so excited for football season to begin." Hashtag MHH Denver Broncos for life and let's ride. And thank, thank you for you, the, uh, the the stars, Chad. I know, uh, I know. At least my co-host over here, he he really thinks that's a killer name. <laughs> um, so uh, I think we're all pretty excited. I I haven't looked forward to to opening day for a long time. Just you know, where I'm interested in this. You know, last year it was 
there was infighting, a lot of it. And this year, everybody's just kind of, yeah. man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Um, we also, it looks like Chad's coming in for the 49ers game. Or Well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing down because uh, when we heard that Jason's coming out on the 18th, so the game prior, which is the uh, Texans game, hey, better than no Bronco game, especially coming from Ohio. But if you could swing it, dude, you should go to this one. That's when we're doing the meet and greet, bro. Mm -hmm. Just FYI, just FYI, if you can. And it might not be in the cards. It might already be set in stone, but just an FYI. And by the way, coming in with some big stars, throwing down, throwing down. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, Phil coming in with some big stars says, good, good evening, Chad, Scott and Broncos country. Just sending some love. I appreciate you sending a lot of love. So who knows where Phil is right now? Phil's all over the map. Uh, I I want to I want to I want to be Phil when I grow up and travel <laughs> like he does. Where in the world is Phil McLaughlin? And I was I was platinum on Delta for almost ten straight years, and I haven't even been in a plane in about thirty months since January of twenty twenty. I haven't even been in an airplane, and I was seventy five to one hundred and twenty thousand miles a year for ten years. Just about everybody I talked to who has flown recently, and by that I mean like over the last six months, it's been a nightmare. For us, like everyone remembers I went on that. I took my family to Hawaii uh, back in end of March, and it was all good getting there, Scott, but getting out, we had two of our flights canceled, and then of course Delta scrambling to replace you and all that stuff, and, and that was like the tip of the iceberg. One of my best friends is an elite chef, shout out to Chef Sean Foster. Um, and he travels around constantly. He's doing caters all over the United States for like the, you know, the rich people that can afford to pay a guy like him to come cater like a, a wedding or whatever. And dude, he was, I talked to him the other day and he was telling me just some horror stories because what happened was during the, the shutdown and whatever, once, once the uh, vaccine came available, there were a lot of people in the airline industry from pilots to um you know, not just the people flying the planes, but people that are making that happen. They were like, yeah, no, we don't, I don't want to get it. And so they said, okay, if you're, we're going to mandate that you get it. And if you don't want to get it, you can go ahead and, and, and we'll help you take an early retirement. And so a lot of them just said, oh, okay, cool. Peace out. And they took it. And then all of a sudden the economy just came back. You know, once the lockdowns were over, people went back to regular life. And now there's not as many people needed to keep those levers kind of lewd, so to speak. So it's crazy right now, the airlines. Well, and Phil, I, the, the the latest one I read is a, a friend of mine from way back has a, a daughter that is deathly allergic to nuts, literally deathly. Mm, mm. And she's just writing about how she, she's, how it goes. They, they're play, she plays at a national level soccer and her daughter was going out to Seattle and, and all these things. And she wrote this, let me, let me explain to you how hard this is. And, you know, i didn't take all that. We didn't see that stuff when we were little, you know, I don't know if it's what has caused the change, but literally she carries her EpiPen with her and stuff. And it's like, you know, if she has to wipe down the, the, the seats when they're going in and it's just, mm. uh, it's crazy. I'm like, man, we're getting a car. I'm going to, I'm going to John Madden. Yeah. Thing. We're yeah. going gonna to get a big bus. Yeah. If, and when I can, I, I prefer to, uh, to drive it as well. I'm not that fond of planes. I'll get on the plane. It's not like I won't go do things because of it, but it's not something I, I love. License, so maybe I'll just start flying us somewhere. Yeah, dude, let's go. 
Yeah, super chat for the MHH plane that Scott can fly around the country and we'll just do, we'll just come to your backyard for the meet and greet. So like Greg Smith, Gary Leach Palmer, we'll just come see you because, because uh, Scott can, can fly us around. Travis, <laughs> What's up, big Travis T? Travis Weber says, good evening, Chad and Scott in Broncos country. Been MIA for some time, work and life. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying some work and life and welcome back. And he's making up for lost time with a huge stars coming in. Bro. So before we get out of here, I promise this for Gary this morning that, uh, Chad was going to bring up the the numbers before we left tonight for Facebook because I have oh, a feeling, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're gonna we're, you're gonna see some some big stars here. Uh, literally, you, you guys are all the superstars of of MHH. So thank for, you, Travis. Just huge for this month, right? Yes, but okay. we can do that. We can do that in a little bit. As we're all right, I'll get it queued up. up. Another queued up. You know, Rob coming in with a, a super in theory coming in green. Rob, appreciate you. Could a wealthy owner cover entire contracts and signing bonuses cash and not have them count towards the cap? Explain this like I'm five. Um, it still count towards the cap. Um, what how, how this works though is you can the, the signing bonus paid in one lump sum gets distributed across however many years you put on that contract. So if I've got if I say I'm going to give you a hundred million dollar signing bonus, but I'm going to give you a ten year contract then the $100 million that I gave you today only counts $10 million a year for uh, for that 10 years. Now, you, where the dead cap comes in is if I cut you after the second year, that $100 million I gave you then all rolls into one season. So it counts $90 million that year against your salary cap. So how you can, can, how you can lower those numbers, if you got somebody that's a really good player, I can give them a seven-year contract. And... and you know, and, and, and spread it out. But what you really want to do is look at the, the, the cap hit versus the dead cap hit. And that's when you know how long that contract actually is. So for example, Randy Gregory, we talk about, Oh, the $70 million man. No, 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 no. Randy Gregory is basically on a two-year deal. He's on a two-year deal worth about $34 million. His dead cap hit this year, his cap hit this year is only $6 million. His dead cap hit is $28 million. So if you were to cut him, he'd count $28 million. Next year, it goes to $16 and $22 million on the dead cap. So it's still higher. The year after that, the third year of the contract, he's got a cap hit of 16 but his dead cap is only 6 So that means if you cut him... He's saving you, you're saving $12 million and he's not, he's only, he's hardly hurting your salary cap hit at all. So now it's basically, it's a two-year deal with a club option. If he's worth $16 million, you keep him. If he's not, you don't. Yeah. Randy Gregory's on a two-year deal with club options after that. Don't, don't listen to the $70 million stuff. That's, that's not how it works in the NFL. Rob, shout out, dude. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. On that, on that subject, so John Elway, believe it or not, for most of his front office tenure, did a good job of keeping the Denver Broncos as one of the teams every single year with uh, the lowest amount of dead money cap hits that they were absorbing. That's kind of changed a little bit, mainly because when George Payton came in, there were a few contracts, there were a few situations from the previous regime that he kind of wasn't down with that he had to resolve, so to speak. And it comes at a cost, you know, kind of had to rip the ba uh, bandaid off like Juwan James is an example of that and other players, but the Broncos. So if you look at here, ranked on the teams that 
are going into 2022 with the most dead money. Falcons are at the very, very top. And then the Broncos are, let's see. Well, I guess I could probably be easier to go from the bottom. No, they're, well, let's just say middle of the pack. They're literally right in the middle of all these rankings with 16 million in dead money. And then currently, if we want to rank it on cap space, the Broncos, they're no longer in the top five like they were entering the offseason, Scott. They're, no, they're they probably spent, like they got a quarterback and a couple yeah, pretty good free agents. Exactly. You know, having that money is one thing, but you've got to have the willingness to spend it. You know, if, if you say, oh, we've got a lot of available cap space. Well, that's great if you've got an owner willing to spend it. And you do. You've got a general manager that knows how to spend it. And you do. Um, you know, if you go down and look at the bottom and available cap space, a lot of times there's some pretty poor teams, not poor. There's some pretty bad teams in there uh, a lot of the times because their owners are cheap. They're just there collecting a check. And the system allows you to do that where the only people that suffer with a bad owner are the fans. The owners just keep getting richer. Yep. This is an exception. Scott is hundred percent right. Seeing like perennially quality teams like the Patriots, Ravens, Niners, Bills, it's this is atypical. It's usually you see this Giants, Jags, you know, and even seeing like the Rams. Normally you'd see Jets, Texans, Giants, Bills, but um, they're all trying to compete right now. They're spending all those salary cap dollars in the Rams. That's all they had, right? They they basically sold off their their draft picks the last few years to get that ring that they got, which was really really cool. Uh, Yaho Sam Bam throwing down again. Appreciate that, bro. He says, "Here's my MHH private jet contribution. Hope I get to fly on it someday. Go Broncos, dude! Only so little, so sweet. I, I only have a single engine license, and it's actually I haven't flown. What year is it? Almost thirty years. So I'd have to go really? and get a medical and check my eyes and do all that kind of stuff. But it's so, it's literally like riding a bike. It, Scott, it, what was the impetus of you saying I want to be a pilot? What made you want to do that? It, it it is something I wanted to do growing up for just a long, long time. I mean, flying is it's freedom, you know, being able to get up and go wherever you want to is hell. One of my three wishes, you got three wishes. What do you, what would you wish for? You know, superpowers. One of them was teleportation. So <laughs> the ability to travel like that is freedom. Um, and I, I like torque power and speed. <laughs> uh, you know, I rode motorcycles. I've jumped out of airplanes. I said, on paper, I'm really cool. You have no idea. I'm actually kind of boring and go to bed at, you know, 10 o'clock at night after we get off the show and yep. don't drink vegetarian. I'm really boring, but on paper, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out here to Clayton, one of our great supporters on Facebook. He says, Hey, Chad and Scott, been a while, been working a lot and just celebrated my son's 16th birthday. That's dope, dude. I just celebrated my son's uh, two days ago. Or no, yesterday, actually. It was yesterday. His 14th. Uh, he says, I'm so excited for this season. Finally done. Um, hope for Broncos fans. Finally finally hope for Broncos fans. Remember, guys, smash that like button and share. Dude, you're a sweetheart. Clayton, shout out. Tell your son happy birthday from us here at Mile High Huddle. That's cool. And then I think we're just about caught up on stars. Y'all are rocking tonight. Travis coming in. He's got the uh, the double coming in twice. Coach Shanahan finally getting notice for the Hall of Fame. So who's talking this up? I hadn't I hadn't heard that yet, Chad. I hadn't heard it either. So I'm going to Google it real quick. Oh, they're amongst the. Uh, I'll just pull up the the Denver Broncos article here. I'll do we'll do a little scratch and sniff read along together, guys. Because after all, readers are leaders. Okay. Um, Let's look. So from the team website, Randy Gratishar, Dan Reeves, Mike Shanahan, named semifinalists for the Hall of Fame class of 2023. 
Um, this is good news. So Randy still in the conversation, Mike Shanahan. I mean, honestly, I think it's a, it's both of these coaches deserve to be in the hall. All three of these men deserve to be in the hall of fame. Unfortunately, not all three of them are going to make it, but Scott, if you were to pick one of these guys as the most likely candidate to, to make it through, who could it be this year? Well, I mean, you probably go Shanahan. He's got the back-to-backs, doesn't he? Yep. He's got the, got the rings for it. Now, Dan Reeves, I use Dan Reeves as an example when I discuss how it's so different to coach versus being a person in personnel, you know, mm-hmm. how to, how to evaluate prospects, how to work contracts, do all that stuff. Personnel and general manager is a completely different skill set. Coaches all think they can do it, you know, it, and then, and, you know, general managers, they know they can't coach. It's, it's kind of like, uh, I've talked about that, you know, the artistic people. I worked in a, one of my first jobs out of, out of college, I worked in an advertising agency. The creative artistic folks, they were smart, brilliant people, but they thought they were smarter and more brilliant than everybody else. And I can do your job, but you can't do mine. And the business people were like, I know I can't do your job. I want to find the right people to do it. Dan Reeves got himself in trouble by not knowing his own limitations and he got run out of three jobs where he was very, very successful by trying to be the general manager, New York, Denver, Atlanta. And he was hella successful as a coach, you know, first Super Bowl in 1998 for the Atlanta Falcons had a great run with the Broncos, obviously. So, um, I think, you know, if, if he had not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl, not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Either giving one of them up, but trying to do both, I think probably costs him this spot behind uh, behind Mike Shanahan. Yeah, I'm looking here at the competition. Here, I'll show you guys some of the names in the senior pool, specifically for Randy Gradishar. I mean, I think Mike, I think NFL Hall of Fame voters, and we'll see. Time will tell whether I'm right on this or not. But I think they were just waiting for the Broncos, their his own team, to put him in the Ring of Fame. Uh, before they they really put him in the conversation. I think Mike Shanahan is pretty much a no-brainer for all the guys that are going to end up voting for this. But, Scott, if you look at the seniors that Randy Gratishar will be competing against, Ken Anderson, I'll just name a few of the names, Maxi Bond, uh, Mark Clayton, former wideout for the Dolphins, Roger Craig, remarks, yep. phen- phenomenal, uh, Laverne Dilweg from way back in 20s and 30s, uh, Lester Hayes, Chris Hinton, Mr. Chuck Stickham. Howley, yes. Um, Joe Jacoby, Cecil Isbell. One of the uh, God, I love these names. We need to. We yeah. we might have to save this for uh, for Legends of Mile High tomorrow. I mean, for some sure. Of these guys. 
I didn't see a, a few of them, but a lot of these guys are '80s guys: Lester Hayes, Joe Jacoby, mm-hmm. member of the Hogs, the legendary Hogs with the Washington oh, yeah. Redskins. Yep. So it's not going to be an easy path. It never is for any of the guys that ultimately make it into the Hall of Fame. But Howie throwing down some stars again, bro. Love you, big and, dog. But and, here's here's to hoping. If I could pin a hope on any of those three Broncos finding their way this year, it would definitely be for Randy because he has been deserving from the day he hung up his cleats and the most long suffering of them all. And, you know, Dan Reeves, of course, if he does get enshrined, Scott, it'll be posthumously because he passed mm-hmm. away. Um, unfortunate. First. Yeah. Just recently new, new year's day. It was, yeah. it was this year. So that could be, that could be one of those things where, you know, he's, I don't want to say it gets the sympathy vote, but it's like, Hey, listen, we missed yeah. our chance to do this. These other guys are going to have a chance. You know, yep. you think you hope, so he might he might get that vote. Um, again, I wouldn't have any problem if you were say Dan Reeves is a Hall of Fame coach. Don Dan Reeves was a phenomenal coach, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, having done what I did, I got all the time. You're not a coach. What the hell do you know? Um, I know I'm smarter than at least one coach in the world. You know, a better evaluator on him. So, um, yeah, Duchess coming in and get my sunglasses on here with the oh. red like, popping nice. out. And seeing yeah, that right, it's, uh, it's talking about this is this is back to back home runs coming in. Um, the Michaela bombs. Thoughts on Baker going to Carolina? Hashtag lady in red. Uh, you want to start on this? <laughs> I, I, uh, I hit a little I love this that. morning, but uh, didn't get into it quite as much as I kind of would like to. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about it. And Michaela, seriously, so generous of you, two lady in red. That's what we're gonna. I'm gonna start calling it because it's apropos for sure. Um, just is the lady in red. Yes, most definitely. So Baker Mayfield. Uh, let me pull up. Let me find the best article to kind of go through some of the deets here, uh, because we didn't report on this. It had nothing to do with us. So let me just see. I'll just go to. All right, I'll I'll go to this. I guess Fox Sports article. Uh, all right, so. The Panthers, let's see, where does it show the compensation? I'm trying to remember. This isn't a good one either. Long story short, I'll I'll pull this up, Scott, here in a second. But first things first, in case you guys missed it. And by the way, Michaela, seriously, love you. Um, After it seemed like he was going to get dealt to Seattle. I mean, Drew Locke was breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief uh, earlier today. He got dealt to the Panthers to (laughs) – Ben McAdoo, who didn't like him as a prospect coming out in 2018, which is kind of ironic. And apparently he and Sam Darnold, classmates, right? Draft classmates, one and three, right? Wasn't Darnold 18 as well? Or am I misremembering that? I think Pretty so. Sure. This is a, this is he's in his fifth year option. They're both in their fifth year options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna duke it out. It's gonna be a competition. What do you think overall of Baker Mayfield taking his talents south? I think uh there's not words to describe how moronic Cleveland has been in this process. Um, it's a it's a whole new low for a team that played in a stadium that was known for a long time as the mistake by the lake. Um, I was born in Akron, Ohio, a suburb of Cleveland. So I'm very familiar with the long-suffering Cleveland Browns fans, and this is a new low um, for where they are right now. Baker Mayfield is a serviceable NFL quarterback. Even if he's not a starter, he's middle of the road, which immediately puts him as the best quarterback on the Carolina Panthers roster. Uh, Sam Darnold 
has been living off of USC hype for six years. It's insane to me um, that someone would trade three seconds to trade up and get him. And then, you know, at least the Panthers didn't spend a ton to get him, but then they picked up his option right away. So they're on the hook for, you know, $20 million before mm-hmm. he'd even thrown a ball and hadn't been very good. He just needs a change. No, he doesn't. He's just not a really good quarterback. Um, you know, the whole talk was, well, nobody wants Baker Mayfield or they would have traded him by now. Why? Why would you rush out and trade for Baker Mayfield when Cleveland has stepped on their you-know-whats and they're going to have to pay you to take him? Yep. Why would I go in and offer something for them? They, they're, they're in a, a self-induced mess. Man, sit back and pick up the bodies. You know, wait for ba- wait for them to do something with Baker, and you got him for a fifth, and they're covering three quarters of his salary. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, no, Baker's a good Baker's a good quarterback. He's better than half the quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in this league. Agreed. Um, you know, he's not he's not better than Russell Wilson. You know, I'm not saying that, but he immediately becomes he upgrades the Carolina Panthers. He becomes their best quarterback, and he's on a one year deal. You know, so it's it's a zero risk for the Carolina Panthers for a good player, for a good player. I, to this day, I don't understand. You talk about mistake on the lake and just kind of keeping that whole uh, moniker alive. I don't understand why you would so quickly move off of Baker Mayfield, your number one overall pick. And I get it that the guys who drafted him, uh, specifically John Dorsey, you know, he's like, okay, I did the job and now I'm out of here, guys. You know, take care of my boy. Baker Mayfield last year, I mean, he's he's the last his first four years, a lot of high highs, a lot of low lows. A lot of the lows, though, Scott, were precipitated by either coaching foibles. Here's I'm talking to Freddie Kitchens as the head coach or injuries. I still think what Baker Mayfield, he's shorter in stature, whatever, six, six, one, something like that. Whatever he lacks in terms of the prototype, he makes up for in his between the year stuff in terms of his his uh, prep, his just his mojo, like his. I will not be defeated kind of mindset and just that swagger. I always liked that about Baker Mayfield. And to me, it was never the same thing as like the, the Johnny football kind of um, hubris. It wasn't cartoonish. It wasn't, it didn't outshine the actual product on the field. Meaning, you know, there, there was, it, it was balanced. His, his, his hype for whatever, I guess for lack of a better term, match what he was able to do on the field. I always thought he would be solid. And if they were just stay patient and just keep rolling, you know, keep doing what you do when you build around a young quarterback, you drafted number one overall. I think it would have come out in the wash form a okay. And now the Panthers, I mean, it's a fifth round pick that turns into a fourth round pick, Scott, only if Mayfield ends up playing more than 70% of the Panthers snaps. He will if he's healthy. Yeah. He will. He will. If he's healthy. Darnold's done, dude. He will no, not beat I, him. I get it. You know, but how do you give $250 million and not do your due diligence on that? You know, put, give a million dollars to a, you know, this, these numbers are ridiculous. I know how ridiculous this sounds. Give a million dollars to a private security firm and do your due diligence before you give somebody $250 million. I could have just saved you $249 million. Now on paper, on a Madden game, Deshaun Watson is an upgrade and he's similar in age. So yes. Okay. I get that. But we're not dealing, we're dealing with reality here. And Cleveland was in some other form of reality. And I hear, you know, he's a, a middle of the pack quarterback. Do you know what Cleveland's records were before Baker Mayfield got there? Three and 13, one and 15, oh and 16. 
Yep. The fact that he was a 500 quarterback with an 11 and five and a first playoff win in God knows how long. Yep. Man, that's like winning the Super Bowl for the Cleveland Browns, for God's sakes. They've been terrible since they got, you know, since they were reintroduced to the league. So again, I'm not saying he's the second coming, but I think he's gotten a bad rap in Cleveland for, you know, again, he's a, he's a solid player. He is a solid player. Now, do you want to give him a second big time contract? Maybe, maybe not. And he enters that, you know, one year merry-go-round guy where he comes in and he warms a spot while they're playing a rookie or, you know, we're between quarterbacks. He, he may end up being that guy for the next 10 years of his career. Yeah. Like he can he can play. You could do a lot worse than Baker Mayfield. And he thrives in these situations where he's doubted or disrespected. Like Sam Darnold, dude, he doesn't know what, what's coming at him this summer. It's going to be pretty cut and dry, in my opinion. If Baker Mayfield stays healthy, it's, it's over. But look, I mean, as a rookie, as the number one overall pick who did not start the season as the starter, it was uh, – who was it? Uh, oh, geez. Uh, uh, Tarod Taylor. That's who it was. All right. He still did Baker Scott. He tossed then tying the all time single season rookie passing record, for, uh, 27 touchdowns that was broken by Justin Herbert. Um, a couple years later, or was it the next year? No, a couple years later. And then 22 tutties. They went six and seven his rookie year. Uh, he went as a starter, uh, six and 10 the next year. That was the kitchens year as the head coach. And then 2020 things come together. Uh, 26 touchdowns. The team goes 11 and five. He passes for 3,500 yards and he keeps his interceptions below 10. That's a very efficient year for Baker. I mean, the future is bright. And then last year for, through a combination of injuries. I mean, I know Zach shout out to Zach Kelberman. Who's taken some R and R he's a big, I shouldn't say big, but he's kind of a Kevin Stefanski guy. I still am not too convinced that Stefanski is like the answer for the Cleveland Browns as, a, as the, the the head coach here. 14 game starter though, Scott, he goes six and eight passes for only 17 touchdowns to 13 picks, but he's still, he's still got that. I know touchdown to interception ratio isn't everything when we're talking about analyzing a quarterback here, but he's still each season managed to keep that ratio in the touchdown um, favor. And, his completion percentage outside of year two, uh, always above 60. I just, I don't understand it. Maybe there were some things that were said behind closed doors that were never going to be privy to people. He pissed off. I don't know. But to me, the mistake by the lake, that whole zeitgeist continues. Uh, they can't get out of their own way. And now this whole Deshaun Watson thing, it's just, what a shame. It amazes me how franchises that act like that stay like that. You know, it's just... You know, no offense to the Detroit Lions, but when you're playing the Detroit Lions, you expect them to make a mistake for 50 years. Mm -hmm. You know, something bad to happen and they lose the game. It's how the Cleveland Browns are. It's just, it's, it's almost like, you know, I don't know if you believe in a higher power, but man, the football gods can be cruel on this. But you know who isn't cruel? Gary Leeds Palmer coming back in. Um, you know, he was uh, talking uh, the Hall of Fame here with some more stars. Phil McLaughlin coming in with some more stars for sure. Um, Travis Weber has a question with some stars. He says, did Denver sign the linebacker bar for Minnesota? I hadn't heard that. Anthony Barr, mm -hmm. um, he was a F back or Q back or whatever at UCLA until Jim Mora came in and said, okay, you're playing defense. And uh, I had a very long discussion on a message board with the publisher of UCLA. He doesn't have the mentality to play defense. 
well, then you need to get rid of him because he's not doing any good. Um, yeah. Jim Morrow is a defensive guy. Anthony Gar Barr gets 6'4", 230 pounds, runs like a gazelle, immediately gets moved outside linebacker, and the rest is history. Uh, so got some. He, he was uh, he was at L.A. He was not too far from me, I think, like maybe Loyola when I was out in L.A. So got to watch him a lot. Uh, played some running back mm-hmm. in, in high school. Heck of a heck of a player. So I had not heard that, and Chad saying no. um, he hasn't. So thanks no. for the stars coming in several yeah, bro. times, Travis. Appreciate you. Really appreciate that, brother. No, he's still a free agent. And by the way, it was brought up here by uh, Cop 16 here. Didn't Cleveland get to the AFC title game with Baker? No, they got to the divisional round, lost to the Chiefs the year the Chiefs won it all. Uh, it was their first playoff appearance in guess how many years? Just off the top of your head, guess. I don't know, but I thought it was their first playoff win in like 30 years. So first playoff appearance since. 2002 all right so we're talking an 18-year stretch and their first win since 1994 scott 1990 freaking for almost 30 years almost 30 years and they're saying to that guy that helped dissolve that bad juju hit the bricks i'm starting to uh have to like carry the one you're like okay yeah that was 30 years ago no 30 (laughs) years only gets me to the 90s yeah 40 years ago or the 80s now so wild I was like, wait, 30 plus one. Yeah, crap. I'm old. Um, but yeah, I uh there's only a handful of teams that haven't been to the Super Bowl. Cleveland's one of them. Um yep. they're they've been they totally exploited their fans with the PSLs and everything when they came back into the league, and then they were crap mm-hmm. for years. You know, go to Cleveland Browns, uh, find the gap. Uh, when they came back in. So there's a four-year gap from 95 to 99. And let me read off some of these records as they're just gouging their fans on the PSLs and everything. Two and 14, three and 13, seven and nine, nine and seven, five and 11, four and 12. You know, they've got maybe three winning seasons since they've been back in the league in 1999. Man. Yep. So, and Baker again, provided one of them. Not to turn this into a Brown show, but you know, when Michaela asks about Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, by God, we're going to talk Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns because they're they're well deserving of scorn. Yes. Before we dip out of here, Scott, I just wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of these contract values from from Bob's article, ranking them uh, worst to best. So the worst checking in at number fifteen, he's got the cornerback Ronald Darby, and just some of his rationale here. So he's on a three year, thirty million dollar deal. Uh, he missed six games last season because of injury. And that was always going to be the biggest issue. The biggest caveat for Darby is, hey, he seems to be pretty good when he's on the field, but how often is he on the field? Uh, Bob writes, when he saw the field, he was solid, giving up 38 completions on 70 targets. Uh, still, one expects more from a player who received $11 million in cash in a single season. Darby will need to play at a higher level in 22, or the Broncos will likely want to renegotiate his 23 salary. I do not disagree with this being a not-so-great value, but... If Darby manages to stay on the field, I think it comes out in the wash because he is a good corner. It's just a matter of overpaying perhaps a little bit on a guy that has such a deep injury jacket. Yeah, and again, you mentioned the total numbers in there. He's on a two-year deal with a club yeah. option because yep. he, his his dead cap drops from 15 to three next year. So he can be gone next year. It's basically a two-year deal. Um, a cap hit of 12 would put him – Puts him seven in the league. Puts him seven in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I probably would expect a little bit more. Um, 
if you've got the money and the, the Broncos have had the money, and if you try not to think about it, but again, that's what this is. This is about the money. Yep. It's if you take your two corners and put them together and average them for Sertan because he's on a rookie deal, and that's how crazy it is. If you get a rookie, if you hit on a rookie like this, it's a cheat code. Uh, it, it's a cheat code for the salary cap. But Ronald Darby, uh, yeah, he he wasn't he didn't come to my mind as as one of the worst. Mike Purcell certainly didn't. Um, you know, he, I think he made less than the the punter and kicker last year. For God's sakes. Three-year deal. His extension that he got a couple years back was three years, eleven point five million. So it's not like he's exactly he's, you know, it's unfortunate that the best play he provided the Broncos came before he got the deal, and I think that's what kind of helps create the perception. But we're not talking about a totally out of whack situation here, where he's like you know making ten million dollars and and not providing a return. Three years, just shy of twelve million, was the total value of the deal back in twenty twenty. And then last year, Purcell played 13 games, 33 tackles, but just one for a loss. So he wasn't much of a factor uh, behind the line of scrimmage. A lot of that had to do with him not being the most disciplined when it came to uh, gaps and whatnot. But I think his when, when the team f- first hired new coaches, Purcell was a guy I singled out as well as a potential training camp cut. But as I've seen how things have kind of coalesced in camp, and all the other moves they made in the draft and in the offseason, I think he's relatively safe, to be honest with you, just because, Scott, they don't have that many bodies on the DL, and I'm talking veterans, you know, guys who you don't really have to worry about. The only thing you really got to worry about with Purcell is the injury bug. If he's on the field, he's probably going to be solid for you. So uh, where once I thought he might have been uh, on precarious footing as far as his, his uh, situation with the team, I think he's a little more solid than maybe I first anticipated. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have a for a, a nose guard on four million dollars as a starter. If he's if he's a starter, that's not bad money. If he's just serviceable, that's not bad money. And when I start thinking of bad contracts, Chad, I look at the dead number. You know, what kind of flexibility do you have with that contract? If you've got zero debt, Malik Reed might be overpaid because he might not even play, but it's not a bad contract. Because you can, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no dead money associated with it. That's a good contract. Purcell has got a, a one million dollar dead cap number, so you can move on from him. You, you've got complete flexibility there. So I don't consider that a bad contract at all. Last one I want to get your take on. Randy Gregory is ranked here by Bob <clears throat> at uh, 13, and what he says here is, uh, Gregory is coming off his best season as a pro, and by best. We're talking 29 QB pressures, six sacks in 12 games. So it's not like this is Mr. Prolific over here. The Broncos thought enough of Gregory to give him a five-year, $70 million contract with $28 million fully guaranteed. And then he says, while the Broncos didn't reset the market with this deal, it's still a considerable sum and carries a lot of risk, particularly because Gregory has never played a full season. Now, this is one of those topics that uh, Zach and I have always kind of crossed swords a little bit on is Randy Gregory. He makes me very nervous. I get it. If all the stars align and everything comes together, he's going to be, he, he could be great. But if the, if the best predictor of the future is the past, I'm kind of in a believe it when I see it mode with Greg, with Randy Gregory. So what are your thoughts though, on him being one of the two or three worst value vet contracts on this team? I disagree completely. I think it is a spectacular contract that they were able to sign him to. Why do you say that, Scott? Because it's two years, $28 million guaranteed. Forget the 70. Forget it. It's ridiculous. It's, it, it, that's not the number. 
His number is a $6 million cap hit this year. For a guy that you could, with his pedigree, even if you get him two-thirds of the season, that's a bargain. So it elevates to 16 next year with a dead cap of 22. So you're locked in. You've got him for two years. So the next season, it's a $16 million cap hit with six dead caps. So if you add up the numbers, it's six this year, 16 next year. And if you were to cut him after next year, add six, that's the $28 million. Right. So the risk is two years, 28 million. That's a good deal, man. (laughs) I mean, that's especially getting him this year for $6 million, giving you the flexibility to bring in some other players. Next year, if he goes completely bust and you're looking at it and say, okay, we've got a $22 million dead cap hit. He's stuck here for this year and he's costing us $16 million. He better be playing pretty well. But if you only lose, if you're talking about one of the biggest risks on your team could cost you one year, $16 million, that's a risk worth taking. That is not a bad contract. That's a fantastic contract. All right, real quick, guys. We're going we're gonna to dip on out of here. But before we do, we wanted to show the updated rankings on uh, Facebook. All right. So top five as we speak currently are Mark Schrader, Phil McLaughlin, Gary Leeds Palmer at three, Travis Weber at four. And this doesn't count tonight for what it's worth. Uh, and then Tim, some of that tonight, I think, because Travis came in with 1,700 stars, but then he followed it up several times. Okay, so, so the partial. Okay, so and then Tim Hoffman going into tonight anyway, top five. So that gives you uh, an idea of where that contest is. And just so you know, guys, we're taking the top finishers on Facebook with stars and YouTube, each one in a separate hat for the month of June, July, August, and then we're going to draw a name. All right, at the end. Uh, from the actually not top five. That's the second night in a row. I've said that top three. Okay. Those three names go into a hat each month. All right. When it's all said and done, we're going to draw one from the Facebook pot, one from the YouTube pot, and we're going to roll out the red carpet for the MH meet and greet in September for the San Francisco 49ers game at mile high. And uh, you just got to get yourself there and we'll cover hotel. We'll you'll hang out with us all day. We'll feed you all that stuff and get your ticket to the game. So that's what uh, is on the, on the line. And that's why guys like GLP, he wanted to know what the rankings were. And so we're, we're, we're letting you know that. Eric, what's up, bro? Yeah, appreciate the stars, Eric. Says Mile High Salute to the MHH crew, audience, and Broncos country. You know, we, we kind of refer to that as all y'all. Hello to all, all y'all. y'all, Mile High all Salute. Heck so, yeah. Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you for the stars. Thank you for being here. Uh, meet and greet. I'm telling you what, I'm going out just to meet Michaela. So, <laughs> you know, Michaela comes in red like that while I'm on here. Makes me feel loved. You know, oh, it's oh, that yeah. guy, you know. Um, you know, when Zach's not here, sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm kind of intruding on the MHH pod, <laughs> nah. mile high puddle, the mile high, the mile high huddle <laughs> podcast. Um, nah, you, know, you come in and y'all show, you know, doing this, I'm like, all right, I got it. I got to get out there. So I am definitely planning on being out at the meet and greet in September. Yes, it's going to be a gas and we want to see as many of you there as possible, whether you win the red carpet or not, whether you're are able to contribute on super chat or stars or not. We want to see just like last year. We want to see as many of you as possible. It's so fun. And just getting to visit with you, getting to know you guys on a little bit more of a personal level for us was priceless. And that's why we're going to continue to do this. Each uh, super chat is not updated quite yet. Michaela super chat updated. I don't typically do those when I'm going to be on. I do that in the background beforehand. Um, but Sunday. I can tell you number one, 
it's uh it, it's the lady of mile high huddle it's it's the yeah. duchess is number one because yeah i got a running tally in my head and nobody's beaten michaela parker the first week of july but we'll have an official updated list for you yeah, that's, sunday that's fitting i saw myself over here in the background going like this i'm like yeah that's, <laughs> that's fitting Guys, appreciate each and every one of you. Before we dip on out of here, just a few reminders. Connect with the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. Get your merch on. Go to HuddleUpPod.com, or if you're on YouTube, right below the video box, you see our merch. You can see all the newer designs, and we got a lot that we're going to be rolling out when the new season hits and training camp. So get stuff now, get stuff then. It's up to you. It's just another great way to support what we do here Connect with the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. And then also give us a follow on Facebook for the main podcast account, which is where all of these pods stream on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And then don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. We might not agree on every single take, right? You might sometimes say, no, nah, this, this one you're up in the night. But if you respect the effort, hey, that's a small thing you can do to help us out. Go give us that five star. And then Again, Scott, as I said this, I just recalled, we still haven't done the raffle for June. So Scott's got something to work on for until Sunday. I got something. I swear to you, uh, hand up. All right. Promise Sunday we'll do the raffle for the the June Apple podcast and, and whatnot. And then don't forget to subscribe, like, and share, guys. Small things. Help us out in a big, bad way. Scott, bro, have a have a great weekend. Appreciate you throwing down. Two nights, two two mile high huddle podcasts in a row. It's always fun, dude. We always have great combos. Yeah, it's a, it is a lot of fun to to mix and match with uh, with some of the different folks, and uh, you know, I get to see everybody. I get to see Kim, and tomorrow we'll have uh, we'll have Thomas Hall on Legends of Mile High, and maybe we'll go through some of those lists, talk about the the Broncos that could be Hall of Famers, and uh, Michaela just making sure we we hit on it. But sometimes there can be a lag or whatnot in chat. The the super chat ranking we'll have those updated Sunday. But like I said, I know who number one is. You are, you are number one right now. So thank you so much. Anywhere, being anywhere in that neighborhood is just humbling, humbling to all of us. So thank you so much. All right, guys. Appreciate each and every one of you for joining us tonight. Love you. Seriously. Have a great weekend for Scott. I'm Chad. We'll see you Sunday night, but don't miss tomorrow morning. Legends of Mile High with Thomas Hall and Dove Valley Deep Divers tomorrow night. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids.
Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.